be speaking from the book of John today. Um, it is a very, very difficult time that you and I are living and uh, there are different thoughts that have gone through our mind. You know, we are uh, filled with anxiety, we are fearful, we are wondering what's happening and, and I've heard of different uh, people having different emotions at this time and that's very, very real. Um, whether you are fearful about what's going to happen, some people are uh, looking at their own lives and, and repenting and they're saying, oh, I've done something really wrong and uh, uh, I need to get back to God. I need to uh, turn around. And that's again a real emotion that some of the people are going through. Uh, if you fill with fear, Jesus is someone who brings hope. And I just want to uh, read to begin with, before we get into John chapter 8, I want to read from Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. And this is what Jesus says. He says, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. So what is Jesus saying? If you're afraid of what's going to happen to your body, maybe the sickness, Jesus is saying, don't do that. He's saying, do not fear the sickness. And in a time like this, this is what you and I need to hear. Do not fear the virus, but fear God. It is a time when God's bringing us to know Him and fear Him and walk with Him, knowing that He is there. And this whole theme of how we are walking on with God, Jesus brings it out a lot in the book of John. Now, the last uh, couple of Sundays, uh, we've looked at John 6 and John 7 and how Jesus actually brings this uh, amazing claim in the book of uh, John 6. He says, I am the bread of life and who comes to me will never be hungry again. And then in John 7, we heard last Sunday where Jesus says, come to me if you are thirsty and out of your inner being, there will be rivers of uh, a fountain of life, rivers of uh, living water will flow out. And now we enter John chapter 8 and uh, uh, this is a story of uh, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees. They bring a woman caught in adultery to Jesus. Why are they doing this? Just because they want to try and put Jesus in a fix or trap him and see what he will do in a situation like this. And so what, is, uh, what do these people do? They drag this woman and they come and they ask Jesus saying, uh, it is written that someone who's caught in the act of adultery should be stoned to death. Now, what do you think we should do? And Jesus brings amazing answer to that. I'd like you to turn uh, to the book of John uh, chapter 8 and uh, I'm going to read from verse 6 and this is what Jesus then replies Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger when they kept on questioning him he straightened up and said to them let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her again he stooped down and wrote on the ground women where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now 
and leave your life and this leave this life of sin and so Jesus here considers this big sinner as someone not guilty he says I don't condemn you go and the woman leaves what an amazing story what a heart of Jesus we see a heart of compassion doesn't judge this uh, uh, woman who is caught in adultery everybody else is condemning her but Jesus doesn't condemn her so this is the first claim of Jesus here in this chapter what is he saying he's saying I am the one who can forgive your sin he's saying I am the one who can declare not guilty I am the one who can say to this woman I don't condemn you anymore and that is what Jesus wants you and I to hear Jesus wants everybody hearing this message to hear he's saying I'm the one who can actually forgive you and maybe at a time like this you're thinking of your own life and you're saying uh, I've committed sin I've done something wrong uh, some of you may be uh, saying hey maybe I've done something as wrong as this uh, adulterous woman but what does Jesus do he actually writes down on the ground and uh, I don't know what he writes down I'm guessing maybe he's writing down some different sins that man commits maybe he's written anger uh, maybe he's written selfishness maybe murder maybe even adultery maybe different uh, sins and then he says whoever hasn't sinned throw the first stone everybody goes away why because everyone has committed a sin and Jesus saying to us anyone and everyone who's committed a sin I can forgive your sin I can declare you not guilty and so as you're hearing as you feel a conviction of sin you can come to Jesus knowing that he will forgive you this is the first claim in this chapter he is the one Jesus is saying I am the one who can forgive sin I am the one who can declare you not guilty he does that and then we see that this uh, discussion continues and um, and, and they begin to wonder everyone's hearing him saying what is he talking about how does he have the authority to forgive sin and uh, they question him and they challenge him and they say how can you be your own witness uh, this testimony is not valid you're saying you are the one who can forgive you're saying you're the one uh, no this is not valid but Jesus then counters and this discussion goes on in chapter 8 and he says no no this is valid because I'm not from here I have come from my father in heaven and then he says my father is my witness and so they keep discussing they keep um, uh, talking uh, and, and wondering what is Jesus actually saying and then in chapter 8 in verse 12 Jesus makes his second claim in this very chapter let's look at chapter uh, 8 verse 12 in your Bibles this is what it says when Jesus spoke again to the people he said I am the light of the world whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life Wow what is he saying you know what you and I know that this world is full of darkness there is uh, real darkness full of evil evil there's trouble there's sickness there's a lot of pain depression strife anger murder 
and, and, and sin is so prevalent everywhere in the world. And the Bible says, this is darkness. And now Jesus is speaking to these people and he says, I am the light of the world. What a bold claim. In this dark world, I have come as the light. That's what Jesus says. And then he says, whoever follows me, whoever's with me will never walk in darkness. He says, but he will then have the light of life. Again, what an amazing thing to say. In this dark world, Jesus has come as the light to the world. And you know something? Light is extremely powerful. Darkness can't stand in front of light. Now you and I know that. Imagine uh, you are in a very, very dark room. And even if you come in the dark room with a flickering candle, a weak little candle, when it comes into the dark room, the candle does not get covered by the darkness. But the candle causes the darkness to leave and to flee. Light is powerful. Darkness cannot stand in front of light. And that's what Jesus is now saying. He's saying, I am the light of the world. And can you imagine the people listening to that saying, oh, we are all in darkness, but he is the light. And he says, whoever believes in me will now walk in the light. Amazing, amazing claims of Jesus. In fact, in uh, verse 24, he says, I told you that you would die in your sins. If you do not believe that I am he, you will indeed die in your sins. Again, what a bold thing to say. Friends, you and I at this time need to come to God and hear the words of Jesus. These are not my words. I'm not saying what I think. I'm reading out to you from the Bible. These are the very words of Jesus. And he says, in this time, don't remain in your sins. Don't only think about your body and what will happen, the sickness, will it get to me? Will I die? He says, no, no, don't fear that. But fear this. What's the condition of your soul? And he says, your sins can be forgiven. I am the light. Darkness can flee. And when he's saying this, some of the people who are listening to Jesus actually believe. And so then he begins to talk to those who believe as well in this uh, chapter. Um, let's look at chapter 8 now, verse 31. And Jesus continues this conversation he is having with them. And this is what he says in verse 31. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Verse 34, Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Wow, what is Jesus saying? He is making this claim, saying, I am the son who can set you free. You are all, everyone, you're all slaves to sin, he says. You are in bondage to sin. You are slaves and you cannot free yourself. 
And so he's telling these who are saying, hey, we are descendants of Abraham. And he's telling them, no, 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 listen. You, even though you are descendants of Abraham, you got to hear this message. That you are slaves to sin. And a slave is not part of the family. It says you're not there permanently and the slave can do nothing. But he said the son who is part of the family can set you free. And so again, this claim Jesus is making is, I am the son of God. I am the one who can actually deliver you from this bondage of sin. I can set you free from every bondage, Jesus says. And so these people are again listening to another claim of Jesus. He's already in this very chapter has made three claims. And now he is asking people to believe in him. Some have already believed. Others have not yet believed. And then he goes on. Let's go on to chapter 8 verse 51. And this is what it says. Very truly I tell you. Verse 51. Very truly I tell you. Whoever obeys my word will never see death. And this they exclaimed. Now we know that this man is demon possessed. Abraham died and so did the prophets. Yet you say that whoever obeys your word will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Now look at this conversation. Jesus is saying, whoever, whoever obeys my word will never see death and they are fox. They are again thinking in the natural and completely confused. They are saying, who do you think you are? How can you say this? We know Abraham died. We know all the prophets died. And you are saying whoever believes in you will never taste death. What are you trying to say? What are you talking? They were talking about physical death of the body as we began to say but Jesus' claim is not just about physical he's saying no no I'm talking about your soul I'm talking about you being alive forever and then in verse 56 Jesus says this listen to this carefully he says your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day he saw it and was glad 57. You are not yet 50 years old, they said to him, and you have seen Abraham? Very truly I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. What a story. What a happening. Can you imagine what Jesus is doing here? <coughs> He's saying, Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. Jesus is saying, Abraham, who lived thousands of years ago, he looked forward to the day the Messiah will come. He looked forward and rejoiced at the thought of seeing Jesus who will come. And he says, it says in verse 56, he saw it and was glad. Listen, friends, the, the life of Jesus on this earth his death, his burial, his resurrection is the center of history. Everyone who came before Jesus, they looked forward and believed in this Jesus. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. And, and what is Jesus saying? This Abraham who lived thousands of years ago looked forward to this day, to this Jesus who is the light of the world. 
And he says, for you and me, we who are born now, we look behind. We look to 2,000 years ago when Jesus came on this earth. And we believe in the same Jesus. And we are saved. Jesus is the center of history. And here Jesus is saying, this Abraham that you call father, he looked to me. And then he carries on. In verse 58, he says something really profound. He says, very truly I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. He didn't say before Abraham was born, I was. He says, before Abraham was born, I am. And everybody hearing knew what he was saying. Because in the Old Testament, God had said, I am who I am. And the name I am was, I am God. And so what Jesus is saying to them is that, listen, this is a very, very bold claim. He is saying, even before Abraham was, I am. I am God. That is the fourth claim that Jesus is making to these people. And the reaction for those who don't believe here is they pick up stones trying to, they wanted to stone Jesus. Why? Because for them, this is blasphemy. How can someone say he is God? But that's what Jesus is saying. Friends, at this time, we've got to ask these deep spiritual questions for ourselves. Do we believe what Jesus said? Making these kind of bold claims is huge. Either Jesus was someone who was completely out of his mind. He was completely mad. Imagine someone coming to you and making these claims. You will say he's a madman. Either he's a madman or he is speaking the truth. And here Jesus, the one who's got such compassion, one who does amazing miracles and they've all experienced the miracles. He teaches, everyone says, oh, who is this man? He's speaking with such authority. He's the one who forgives him. He's the one who heals people. This man is speaking the truth. And if he is not a man who's out of his mind and he's someone who's speaking the truth, then you and I need to hear this truth and ask ourselves, what is he saying? He is the same yesterday, today, forever. What is he saying? He is claiming to be someone. He is saying, I'm the one who can forgive you. Come to me. Repent of your sin. I will forgive you, Jesus says. He says, I am the light of the world. He says, you're in darkness. Come to me. You will walk in the light with me. He says, I am the son of God who can set you free. You no longer need to be in bondage. And finally, he says, I am who I am. You can put your faith in me. And even during this time, you can fear God rather than fear sickness. And you can find peace that comes from above. Friends, I want to pray for you right now. And if you are watching this, maybe you're watching this on online, on uh, uh, some social media platform. I, I want you to come uh, believing in your heart even right now. And I will pray for you. And as we put this video on social media, you want specific prayer, you have some comment or question, feel free to uh, ask that question. Ask you for prayer and we will be very happy to pray for you. But right now, let's pray for uh, all of you and all those you care about. That people will not be afraid of their bodies alone, but they will fear God. Let's pray. Father, we ask you that you will come and speak to our hearts. Thank you, Lord, that even at this time, as we are going through the book of John, you have spoken to us from this word of who you are, Jesus. And I want to pray in the name of Jesus that you will bless everyone watching this and hearing this message. 
I pray no one will live in fear of the virus. But Lord, I pray that everyone will live in the fear of God. That their lives will be so connected to you. They will know that they have eternal life in Jesus Christ. And I pray for your blessing. I pray for every family. I pray for those who are going through difficult times at the moment. I pray they will experience the favor and blessing of God right now. So Lord, we look to you and we seek you that you will bless each one. May your favor be upon everyone watching this and hearing your word, Lord Jesus. In your precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen.